What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hoopplex, where we talk about basketball and wrestling unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. I'm Damon Creighton. And I'm Jalen Horn. And unfortunately, um, John Jonathan will not be recording with us today. He has some um, some things to attend to, but he's here in spirit. But we have a pretty interesting episode for you guys. First things first, starting with the WNBA, the official WNBA season starts tonight. And there's a bunch of games that are really interesting between tonight and tomorrow. The first one I want to talk about, Damon, I'm going to ask you about Indiana versus New York. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Um, definitely, I'm ready for my first full season. Um, Indiana and which game is that? Indiana and the oh, yeah. So we finally get to get a chance to see uh, Sabrina and Eskew play for real. Um, she had that tough injury last year, and uh, Indiana's got some good rookies. We got um, Kaiser, I think that's how you say her name. I don't want to pronounce it incorrectly, but from uh, West Virginia. So it's two young teams, uh, ready to get the season going, and I'm excited to watch. I believe that's the first game. Yeah, honestly, I really don't even know who's on Indiana, but I'm just excited to see Sabrina Ionescu officially return. She had some really good games in just those three that she played last season. So I, I if I have to make a prediction, I guess I got to go with New York because, I mean, Sabrina is really, really good at the game of basketball. And I'm, I'm excited. But this next game should be very interesting. The Connecticut Sun versus the Atlanta Dream. And I, I just got to say this right now. Um, Ari McDonald will be the rookie of the year. I, I don't care what anybody else says. And tonight she's making her official WNBA debut. Now, I'm not saying she's going to go and just drop 30 in her first game. But it might happen. I'm not even going to hold you. It, it might. So I'm, I'm, I'm fully behind Atlanta. You know, my, my school is in Atlanta. So, of course, I'm going to rep them anyway. But... I'm really excited for Aaron McDonald. Um, they're in a pretty tough situation. <laughs> like they talked, we talked about it last week, but I'm excited to see how things go. So I'm I'm going with the dream. Yeah, um, that one's tough for me because like you said, Aaron McDonald, she's a special player. Look, I already ordered my Aaron McDonald jersey coming next month. Um, but Connecticut. I don't, I, I don't know if that's the right team to start off the season with. They got some good vets. They got Dewana Bonner. They got Breonna Jones. They got John Quell Jones coming back this season. Um, unfortunately, they did lose Alyssa Thomas, but I do think that I'm going to favor towards the Sun. I don't think it's – I think it'll be a close game, but I'm going to go – yeah, I'm going to lead towards the Sun for that one. All right. Um... I'm going to ask Jalen first about this next game because I, I know he knows about it. Uh, Minnesota versus Phoenix, that, that should be interesting. But who, who would you take? You said me? Yeah. I'm biased. I, I'm biased to the Mercury. Only because now they have Skylar Diggins. But you said they're playing the Lynx. I haven't – do the Lynx still have anybody that I know? On that team, uh, because I know Simone left. I know she left. I know Maya's out, you know, saving lives. Um, Who's on that team now? That, like, um, they still have I'm trying Caleb to McBride, Ariel Powers. 
Okay. Um, yeah, Natalie Ochanwa, I believe, is on that team. Man, I don't, I, I don't know. I just think Phoenix. If Skylar Diggins can finally like figure it out and like ball for real, because you know, like she, I'm not gonna say she was like underperforming, but like she was inconsistent and she was getting hurt too and had a kid. So, but now I'm going with the Mercury. And yeah, that that big three is gonna be nasty this year if it works out. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Phoenix too. I mean, they were they were already a decent team last season. They were a playoff team, but that big three is ridiculous. I'm sorry, like I I got that bias too, but that big three is absolutely ridiculous. Sky Diggs, Deanna Tarasi, and Brittany Griner. Nah, it's it's raps. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean Minnesota, they still have a decent roster. They still have Ariel Powers, Kayla McBride, but I I I have to be biased towards Phoenix. That. Skyler Diggins is like my favorite point guard in the WNBA. I'm not even gonna hold you. Plus, that Brittany Griner and Diana Taurasi, who many most people think it was the GOAT. So they I, I gotta go with Phoenix. Now that it's the next game, I can I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um Dallas Wings versus the LA Sparks. I, I really don't know. I mean Dallas, we're gonna we're gonna see our first look at Charlie Collier and uh, Awake Collier. Um, on the Sparks side, this is their first game in years without Candace Parker, and you know Derek Fisher still the coach. So I mean it, it's looking pretty bad. But they do have Simone Augustus coming on as an assistant coach now, so we just have to see. But I I can't even pick, man. This. I, I don't I think that's the only game I really don't care about tonight. Honestly. Yeah, that one could really go either way. Um because I think it's really gonna have for the Sparks, it's gonna have to come down to the um uh, sisters. Um they're probably the only real solid people that have been there for a while. And um with um Simone Augustus now joining the staff rather than playing. That should be an interesting uh, situation because Augustus had really only averaged about five points the last time she played for him, but uh, for them last season. But she is a legend, and I think she would be a great way to maybe help the team out short term or long term. But Dallas, they have so many young players that they just – they made big moves in the draft. So, it'll be interesting how they um, get them involved. Yeah, uh, Jalen, you got any thoughts on this game? Bro, I'm, I'm just here to have fun, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, once like Candace Spar- – uh, Candace Sparks. Candace Parker left, I have no ties to that team. Like, zero. Dang, they release a Leslie retired, but I have no ties to that team. And Dallas, I have no ties to them because I think Skyler played for them for a minute, right? Yeah. Yep. Once she left, no ties. So y'all got that one. All right. Speak not not as you mentioned, Candace Parker. Tonight, the well, actually, no, tomorrow night's first game, Candace Parker officially makes her debut for the Chicago Sky versus the Washington Mystics. So Jalen, you can start that one off. All right. Uh, personally, I don't, like I said, I don't know who's in that team, but I know that's her home team now. Um, oh my gosh, what is her name? She doesn't play for the Mystics, though. Help me out here. Who is it? Um, Help me out. I'm sorry. You said she does or she does not play for the Mystics? Am I tripping or did Elena play for them? 
or no, Elena Deladon. Who does she play for now? Oh yeah, she she does. She plays for um. She plays she, for. She yeah. She plays for the Mystics. She plays. For okay. Mystics. Yeah. So I, yeah. I I'm a big fan of her. Yeah. Uh, I so like she's her. she's yeah. I was gonna say she's finally back this season. Because I know she was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Or something. I know something that happened to her. But yeah, I'm a fan of her. So hopefully she can you know, start off healthy. But I'll go with Chicago because I don't know how good they were last year without Candace Parker. But from what I've been hearing and seeing, she Candace Parker is going to make a big difference. I mean, it's Candace Parker, even if he's older. But from what I'm hearing, they should be pretty decent. If I'm wrong, let me know. But I've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah, uh, John. John will be mad, but I, I got to take Chicago too, man. Uh, Candace Parker, she, what again? Jalen just said it. Whether she's older or not, she still makes a huge difference on the team. So I'm I'm excited to see Candace Parker her new threads. It's still gonna be a little weird not seeing her in the Sparks jersey, but I think I think this is gonna work out for them. Um, Again, Natasha Mack really lucked out. She really lucked out. So I'm I'm excited to see this game. But uh Damon, what what's your takes on this? Because this game is is not as exciting. And I really want to talk about this ne- this last game tomorrow. Yeah. Um this one, I think this one I'm gonna have to also go for Chicago Sky, because not only Candace Parker, like that team is very deep. Um they still got Vandersloot. They still got Allie Quigley, Diamond to Shields. I mean, they have a bunch of talent, and they just – I think they might break out and surprise some people this year. Definitely, definitely. Now, the last game of this two-night openers. Dude, I, we have a WNBA Finals rematch between the Las Vegas Aces and the Seattle Storm. And y'all heard me talk about him in in the first episode, so y'all 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 already know where I'm at. I'm I gotta take Seattle. Um, I mean Liz Cambage is back. I mean that's gonna be a big help for the Aces, but you cannot not bet on Brianna Stewart. I'm sorry, you can't. That 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 woman is ridiculously good at basketball, and it's gonna be really fun seeing this game. Not only because it's a finals rematch and lots the aces have all of their pieces back but we also get to see that matchup between brianna stewart and asian wilson because right now those are the two that everyone is picking for the wnba mvp this season so i'm really i'm really excited to see that matchup because i mean it's only the first game of the season but that'll dictate a lot in who will have the edge but uh damon who who, who what do you think about this game uh, this is definitely the most exciting game. I'm excited for this weekend. Um, two days ago, I would have said the Las Vegas Aces, but Angel McCaustry just tore her MCL and meniscus, and that is a huge loss because it was like, finally, we're going to see the Aces full strength. Everybody's back, and that was just a huge setback for them. But like you said, Brianna Stewart is – such a game changer that there's no way you can bet against uh, Seattle for this one. Yeah, uh, Jalen, what, what do you what do you think? I'm going with Seattle. I'm biased. 
uh, call it what you want. Brianna um, Stewart, I'm biased. I'm, I'm a UConn kid, so. Well, when it comes to the women, I don't care for the men, but yeah, I'm biased. And I think, because isn't, isn't she, um, who's it? Wait, actually, I'll take it back. You said they're playing Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I take that back. Aja, what's her name? Aja Wilson? I've been following her for like five years on Twitter. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. Who did Damon pick? Uh, I think I pick Seattle. I was gonna say I think it'd be tight, but um, I pick Seattle. Okay, uh, I'll pick Seattle because I don't be that one random kid. I'll, I'll go with Seattle. Yeah, but um, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but um, Damon, you 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 really gonna have to carry this one. I'm not even gonna hold you, but let's talk about Simone Augustus so for those of you that I didn't hear the official official news Simone Augustus officially retired this week and she's going to be coming on as an assistant coach for the LA Sparks and y'all already know how I feel about Derek Fisher as a coach it didn't work in the NBA hasn't worked in the WNBA um having having someone like Simone Augustus who was as dominant I that that definitely would help but Personally, I don't see it being too much of a help because Derek Fisher's still the coach. That I'm sorry, no. But Damon, take go ahead, take it away, brother. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I hope that she gets in a little bit some some pull because, like you said, Derek Fisher is just bad news. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Simone Augustus, she's a LSU legend she's a Minnesota Lynx legend like last week we were talking about um kind of those best franchises of all time like she was one of the forefront people in that Minnesota Lynx dynasty um four-time WNBA champion finals MVP uh I think she's like yeah she's an eight-time all-star she even went overseas she's got two Euro Cup championships Euro Cup MVP Turkish Cup I mean, she her I think her number is retired at LSU. Um, so I was going to say she is an absolute legend. And I love, I, I except Derek Fisher. I, <laughs> I'm liking this movement it's now because we had the uh, a player going into a management position. And I like that we're starting to see more um, WNBA players go into coaching options because they're actually good at what they do. And Derek Fisher is not good at what he does. So hopefully she does well. I'm hoping for her success. Um, and hopefully she does good enough so she can take her his place. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you because, I mean, when WNBA players become coaches, they've done a real – or assistant coaches, they really do a good job. Like, look at Becky Hammond in San Antonio. I know the Spurs aren't – the same dynasty that they used to be, but there's, there's still not a poverty franchise. And I felt I, last year, I, I thought it was, I thought it was over, but the Spurs, I think they're on the, yeah, they're, they're in the playing. So they actually have a shot at making the playoffs. And yes, pop is the one running the show, but Becky Hammond has also been a huge help to that. So I definitely, I definitely think we need to see more women coaching just in general. I think women, Sometimes do a greater job than the men. Let's be honest. Like again, Derek Fisher. That's that's all I can really. That's all I'm gonna say. But I I, I definitely think that 
Simone Augustus is, is a big is a big help for them. That that was not only was it a shock, but it was a steal as well. Because yeah, because you can even talk about um, Teresa Weatherspoon who's at um, in New Orleans, who Zion literally credits her for helping improve his game. And exactly. He's 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 going off for her until he just you know did the thing to his finger, but he's going off this season. So it's like right. if she can have an impact on him, like. Yeah, we, we really honestly do need to see more women coaches. Um, I would like to see a female head coach in the NBA. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody who definitely could be fired. Well, the first name that comes to mind automatically is Lou Walton. I don't know how he's still a head coach at all. I'm, no, I'm sorry. He was he was trashed on the Lakers. He was even, He's even worse now. I don't know how this man has a job, but there are so many women that could just take – take his spot and do so much better. Honestly, I and I don't like I got I got bias against him, but I don't like Stan Van Gundy either. You know that that's just that's kind of bias for me, like from from being in Detroit, but uh you know I'm not I'm not even gonna do that rent today. I'm not gonna do that rent today. That that's that that's for another time, bro. But Jalen, what do what do you think about Simone Augustus retirement and her going to LA? as an assistant coach. I, I hope she hears this. Like, so I thought you were like 45, Simone. But anyway, um, <laughs> I thought, cause like she's been playing forever, dude. Yeah, I, I hope she hears this. We're cancel culture. Anyway, uh, I hope she gets a chance. Like, I just don't want it to be with, she. she's with the Sparks now, right? Yeah. I don't, Derek, I had beef with Derek Fisher because I'm a Matt Barnes fan. Matt Barnes, dude. So off the, off the rip, I just don't like Derek Fisher, and you guys know why. I won't get into that, but I just—he's just not a good coach. <laughs> like I don't care, whatever he touches, just like gets destroyed, man. Like he—he's the legit worst, and I feel like she should try to get an NBA spot. Uh, I don't know with who, but I just don't want her with Derek Fisher because she's gonna get. Her career will be derailed by that. Not that she needs it, but are you still laughing at the Matt Barnes joke? Are you are you still laughing at the Matt Barnes? Three jokes you said that are still just resonating right now. <laughs> yeah, uh I, I don't know. I like her though. I've always liked her game and whatever she does, like I've always liked her. Nitty gritty for sure. But I just don't want it to be with Derek Fisher. So I don't know if she could get an NBA spot. Like I don't know what team could use it. I don't know like, the Pelicans have. That assistant, right? The um, the black assistant, yeah. And Becky Hammonds with the Spurs, and she's been doing great over there. So hopefully she can. But it's just Derek Fisher is just like the worst man. Like he he's just bad for business. Oh, WWE reference, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just I I don't want her to be with the Sparks for long. So maybe either he gets fired. And you know they get somebody else, but it's just it's Derek Fisher. Like, come on, man. Like it's it's him. Yeah. I'm not gonna rant, but Derek Fisher, you know I don't like you. They're leaving Matt Barnes alone. Well, speaking of rants, that is going to do it for our WNBA portion. And now let's move on to wrestling. And both both of these topics are gonna end up being rants. The the second topic. I'm gonna just let y'all know now. Y'all might y'all might not want to listen to us after this. But first topic in wrestling is 
our predictions for I, I can't believe this is the the name of this dog on pay per view. WrestleMania Backlash. Um, why is this the name? Why would we had WrestleMania Part Two the night after WrestleMania Part One? So I don't get why. It could have just been backlash, bro. Like I don't, I don't get the point. Like, there's not gonna be fans, so I just don't see the name. But okay, before I, but let me stop before I get ahead. The, the first match is Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman for the WWE Championship. And I'm, I kind of want Bobby to win this one, but I think they're gonna go with Drew again. And I mean, I like Drew. Don't get me wrong, but it's like he did. This will be like the third time he done had the title since like WrestleMania last year, and it that just stuff like that just doesn't work today. Honestly, um, we all have we we have our feelings about Braun Strowman. Um, I don't know why he's in this. I mean, I guess he's just there to take the pin, but like. Why is Braun Strowman still even employed, honestly? Um, so I, I think Drew's going to take it because that's what WWE wants. But Jalen, you, you you can handle this one next. <laughs> I don't even know why they're calling it WrestleMania Backlash. I don't like the name. I haven't liked the names of these pay-per-views in like 50 years. Uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. It, I mean, I, I get it. I, I'm I'm on the Bobby train because he's black. Don't get it twisted now. But I think Drew's gonna get it back. And you guys may not know, I don't know if you've been reading, but the next idea for Drew is to go on a feud with Jinder Mahal. So if he does get it, they're trying. I think they're going to set it up to where Jinder Mahal gets the championship again. Uh, but I, I just, I don't really care, man. <laughs> like, I, it's just, I don't, I, I'm not fascinated by anything that has to do with Raw. Um, Bobby Lashley is great. You know, he was great 10 years ago, too. It's just like, and Drew McIntyre. I love you, but you gotta go. I, I need him to leave. He's boring as a champion. He he's boring. Uh the accent kills me. It's like I'm watching a Harry Potter movie. I, I just I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I I can't. I love Harry Potter, but it Drew McIntyre makes me cringe. So I, I pray he doesn't get that. I pray he doesn't. Yeah, Damon, I'm gonna let you go in a minute. But Jalen just reminded me something from Monday that pissed me off. And now I'm just mad again because I actually got to bring this shit up. So, um, Jinder Mahal officially returned to Royal last on Monday. And, you know, they, of course, you know, it, it's his big return and they got him put in this big spot. You know, they got to have him squash somebody. I, I'm okay with that. I respect that. I don't hate, I don't hate gender. You know, it, I, I'm, Y'all fed Jeff Hardy to Jinder Mahal. I don't care if Jeff Hardy can't jump off shit no more. I don't care if Jeff Hardy got a broken neck. I don't care if Jeff Hardy 
legs broken. I don't care. Why are we burying Jeff Hardy? Like I, J- John, John, didn't, John would say this all the time. What are we doing, Jeff Hardy, bro? Not, I, I can't even think any. Not it's not Ricochet because at this point Ricochet is just a, a glorified jobber at this point. If we're being honest, we're talking about Jeff Hardy jobbing to Jinder Mahal. The the this the absolute disrespect that this man Jeff Hardy has gotten for for one he he hasn't been on TV in months and we just all wonder where he at we wait we we thought he was gonna have a WrestleMania match so we could finally hear no more words again for the first time in like twelve years I was excited for that there was no Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy just he just comes back and he gets squashed by Jinder Mahal I don't I don't get it why why. <sighs> I just want to know why. I, 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 I'm genuinely like, why? And everybody is saying like, oh, well, maybe Jeff is done. Like, nope. Jeff is signed for like two more years. So if this is what they're going to do, bro, I'm sorry. But Jeff got to force his way out. I'm sorry. Like, get, just just try try to get himself fired at this point, bro. Just jo- go join Matt at AEW or something. I, I don't care. Just, oh, my God. But damn, damn it, go ahead, bro. Because I'm, I'm really going to just, you know what? Yeah, so on the on the Jeff Hardy note, before I even get into the championship part, I was gonna say they literally could have sent anybody else to do the job to him, and I wouldn't have cared. But a Jeff Hardy of all people, especially if you, uh, especially hearing what I'm about to say right now. So the reason Jeff hasn't been on TV is because his there him and Matt's dad died, so he hasn't even been on TV because of that. If I'm um, to my understanding, but it's like, dang, bro, you bring him back to do that? It's that's this is just a mess. But and I'm glad. Okay, so I'm glad that Jalen said it because I thought I was just being pessimistic. But nothing on Raw is just really fascinating to me at all. Like I really could care less about this WWE Championship match. Um, I y'all y'all heard my I hate triple threat matches lately. Um, it was cool seeing Bobby Lashley won, but I honestly don't want any of these three people to have the champion. <laughs> I would be fine if somebody else came in and won it. Um, because Braun Strowman sucks, like you said, Drew is boring, and Bobby Lashley is just. Bobby Lashley so it's like I just want to see some new faces we've had the same four people in the championship for like the last and I the modern day Maharaja is back (laughs) with his two new people because he had he had the Bollywood boys before and now he has the beefed up Bollywood boys so we should we'll see how that goes but <clears throat> now let's move to a match that we'll actually care about. Uh, we got Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And all I'm going to say is WWE, if anybody from this company that is in charge of booking is listening to this podcast right now, if we get to Sunday night and Bailey wins, I swear to God, I'm marking the entire creative team single-handedly. 
if y'all actually take the title off Bianca Belair in her first title defense when she just won it a few weeks ago, y'all are not seeing the pearly gates of heaven. I love Bailey. Don't get me wrong. Like Bailey, Bailey is one of my favorites. But if y'all do Bianca Belair this dirty, there's no going back. There's no forgiveness. No. So Bianca Belair better win. Like it'll it'll be a good match. I'm I'm not worried about that. Bianca better win. And please do not do a program where they got Sasha coming in for a triple threat because I swear to God, like I'm I'm just as sick and tired of triple threat matches as Damon. I get another triple threat match. Welcome to your tape, WWE. I'm serious. Like I'm I'm fed up. Bianca Belair is the only result that will bring me any type of joy. That that that's don't do it. Don't do it. But uh Damon, what what what's your take on this match? Yeah, um if uh if Bailey wins, we riot. Um I think it'll be a good match. This will probably be one of the better matches on the card. Um, but I do hope and I do think that Bianca should retain out there. There's no really reason to not. Uh, Jalen, I I'm I'm calling it. If they take it from around, I'm calling full blown discrimination. All all types of. I just don't. She has to keep that belt at least for like two more defenses, man. At least for two. If they take it from her, I like Bailey. You know, I feel like she's getting you know did wrong, but Bianca's black. Um, so. <laughs> And she can actually wrestle, so by default, I'm biased to Bianca, but I feel like she can release a couple runs to defend it and to win. Um, and then they can start, you know, building a storyline with whoever they want, but they shouldn't take it from her yet because a lot of fans would be upset, and not just us, but a lot of fans. That's just my take on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another match on the card that nobody cares about. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. Another triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship. Duh, I'm, I'm, they, they really blew Rhea Ripley. Like, I, I had all the faith in the world that they was actually going to not do her dirty. And this is what they've given her. They take the title of Asuka, and now they got Asuka jobbing. And now you got Charlotte Flair, who, like, okay, speaking of Charlotte Flair, I, I want to bring this. I want to bring this topic up. People saying, "Oh well, Charlotte's gimmick is that she just wants titles." Like, if people complain about that, and my thing is just like, I know it's scripted and all, but like, isn't that the point? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, if you a wrestler, like, yo, in in kayfabe, your your goal is to win titles. So I'm not mad at the gimmick. I'm mad she get keep getting all these chances, but I'm not mad at the gimmick. Like everybody's saying, like, oh, her gimmick trash, like she just wants titles. I mean, that's really everybody gimmick, people just got more to it. Now, is it true that like, yeah, she kind of just like don't really have too much of another other character to it? That's true. But you can't hate the gimmick because that's literally the whole point of wrestling. Like, if it wasn't no belts, well, there, there was no championships, what would we watch wrestling for? 
if, if we, let's let's be honest. So in regards to this match, um, I'm gonna say Charlotte wins, and the reason why is because I heard I, apparently the rumor was that for WrestleMania or whatever pay per view that was, Lacey Evans was supposed to beat Asuka, and then it was supposed to be. Lacey Evans versus Charlotte at WrestleMania, and Charlotte was supposed to win that. But um, thankfully, for our sake, we didn't have to see that because Lacey got pregnant. So, um, I mean, I hope she has a great pregnancy and everything. But um, to her husband, thank you for saving us from an awful storyline. Um, thank you. But I, I, I have to go with Charlotte. Um, please send Rhea back to NXT or, or at least SmackDown, please. Please. But she don't she don't deserve it. She is way better than this. But Jalen, what's what's your what's your takes on this garbage? I, I <laughs> this is still raw, right? I, I, I'm <laughs> gonna keep it doesn't interest me. I, I don't like Charlotte Flair. I don't like that she's in this beef with Lacey Evans because Ric Flair wanted to get one off. I I just don't I I, I don't I don't care for it, man. And she gets way too many chances. I don't. I, she gets way too many, dude. And it's like yeah. it's known they give her chances to like. They don't even like a hide it, man. Like it's just bad, dude. Um, yeah, yeah I just <laughs> it's raw. So I I have no interest in what's going on on Raw and every storyline. I can do. I can write better stories than that. Like it. I, I I personally would email them after this podcast because this is straight BS. See, we got to get off this raw subject. Go ahead, somebody else. WWE, please, <laughs> please take take Oscar out of her misery, bro. Please stop and stop. Like, I just I don't get it. I really don't. Asuka has literally proven time and time again that she's one of the best. And I knew she was doomed when they put her with Kyrie Sane and Paige with the Kabuki, the Kabuki Warriors. I What's their like, names? Oh, no. Yo, can we just oh, talk about how they made the what? Just talk about Dog. So I'm like, they took literally two of the most talented wrestlers out of NXT. They put them two together and they called them the Kabuki. Let's Warriors. not forget them umbrellas. And Let's then not forget them umbrellas. The umbrellas. Oh and because both of them like aren't the best English speakers, they gave them Paige as a manager of all people for some reason. Um, and then that died. And then ever since then, they've just been idling Asuka. Um, and to your point about her gimmick, I, yeah, I definitely get it. I get the gimmick. Cause I mean, we could, you could literally say the same thing about Ric Flair. Like there's a reason Ric Flair is a, what 16 time yeah. champion. Like he won champion. He wanted the gold. Yeah. He wanted the, he wanted to be the best of everything. He wanted everything. So I'm not mad about that. I'm like, just, you know, make it, make it difficult or something exactly. at least. I mean, she's either in the championship or she's in the number one contender like just get... it's nothing below that right that's what i'm saying i'm like you don't even try to give put somebody in there so i hope i my, i hope that Rhea keeps it but we all know 
death taxes and Charlotte Flair winning the yeah. WWE Women's Championship. And um, looking at Wikipedia, um, the, this last match for some reason is supposed to be the main event. And I swear to God, if this is the main event, I'm going off myself. This is the last Raw match of this card. And I can't believe I'm actually about to say this out loud. We are getting Damian Priest versus The Miz in a Lumberjack match. Hell! I can't believe I just <laughs> said that out loud. It's hell! Like, like, why? So, apparently, like, for those of y'all that didn't watch Raw, and bless you, bless your hearts, that you're, you are lucky. Again, I'm, I, I'm, I'm talking about this stuff, so I have to watch it, unfortunately. But... For those of y'all that didn't watch Raw, it was Damian Priest versus John Morrison. And if Damian Priest beat John Morrison, he got to pick the stipulation for the match at Backlash. I'm not calling it WrestleMania Backlash, so don't ask me to say it. it it's, it's just Backlash, right? So I guess they pushing this thing where Miz and Morrison about to break up. And thank God, because I want John, I want so much better for John Morrison. He, honestly, he should have never came back. He was, he was doing fine at Impact. We're going to talk about that later. But... <sighs> So Miz accidentally cost John Morrison a match. And I'm thinking maybe like, oh, well, like it's not going to be a hell in a cell because, you know, they only do hell in a cell at hell in a cell now, which <sighs> I'm thinking like may- maybe it's going to be like an extreme rules match or something. And Damian Priest says out loud that he doesn't want Miz to run away. So he wants a lumberjack match. <laughs> What what was wrong with the steel cage? Like steel cage matches nowadays is kind of suck, but we talking about a lumberjack match, bro. Like you, it's a regular match, and just sixty million people outside the ring. <sighs> I want better for Damian. I think Priest, that's what's bro. so annoying about it. I want better. Cause it's still you can still get disqualified. Exactly. They can just they just push you back in. Uh, <laughs> I, I miss this. I miss the fans, dude. Yeah. Literally, I I can't watch any of these shows without fans. Like I'm, I I watch them. I barely watch them for this, but I I watch highlights. So yeah. Bear with me. I, I gotta know what we talking yeah. about, but it's just hard watching without the fans. It's just it's just not interesting. You know, dude. like I get it because you know because of COVID, but at the same time, like look at what AEW is doing. Like they keeping the numbers low and they still getting decent crowd sizes. Like they move them, moving them around and everything. So I think it's only like twenty five percent capacity and everything. AEW they make a lot of very questionable decisions um that i'm not going to talk about today but still they have energy like i'm not even like i i was in the thunderdome once and that was the most boring experience i've ever felt like i used to go to wwe shows as a kid all the time they literally like i'm, I'm gonna tell you this like for those of y'all that want haven't done the thunderdome and want to do it don't waste your time it's literally like you think you think like oh you're going to Thunderdome like oh it's gonna feel like you actually at the show, fuck no, these motherfuckers decided to 
have us on screen watching what's happening on watching the production from Fox. Not like we actually in the arena. We literally could be the same thing that you're seeing on TV is exactly what we seeing. And I got a random white dude in my ear telling me when to cheer and when to boo. Oh, we getting ready to go to commercial in three, two, one. And like, no, bro. But I, I, I still like, but trying to get back on track to this match. Um, please just let Damian Priest win and go on to something else. Like, have, have him go against Sheamus for all I care, bro. Because Humberto, whatever, whatever his, whatever his name is, bro. Like, I mean, I think he got hurt, so I mean, prayers up to him. But, yo, what? <sighs> Raw, bro. I, I I just Monday Night Raw is all I can say. That that's all I can say. But Damon, what's your prediction on this? So we, we and then I'm after you. I'm gonna just get Jalen so we can finally move on to these last two SmackDown matches before I get pissed off again. Yeah, I'm hoping Damian Priest just pulls through. As I say, I've been a fan of Damian Priest since he was Punishment Martinez and Ring of Honor. And I just, I just, I'm ready to see him really break out. So I'm like, please just get past this little stupid stuff and just, you know, start giving him more opportunities. I don't care if it's the uh, U.S. Championship, WWE Championship, just please, just stop this. All right, Jayla. No comment, bro. <laughs> I, I, no comment. Next match, bro. All right, moving on to the final two matches of the card. And thankfully, these are SmackDown, so I can't get pissed off about these. But the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, we got Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I'm not calling them the Dirty Dogs. That is a terrible name. I'm sorry. Versus the Mysterios. And... <laughs> not gonna lie like some of y'all might hate me for saying this but I really do not like Dominic Mysterio like that um I'm sorry like it's I'm not saying he a bad wrestler or nothing but just like nah he sucks he just I mean he's okay like I mean like when he had his debut against Seth Rollins like it was a good match and everything even though Seth did kind of carry a little bit but I mean he's not bad but then it's just like he just gives me vibes that he's a WWE wrestler, bro. Like, and that, that sounds kind of weird, but let me explain this. There's a difference. Okay, I'm sorry. That, they're not wrestlers. They're superstars. I'm sorry. But there's a difference between somebody who's in WWE who's actually a wrestler, and then we got WWE superstars, bro. Dominic Mysterio is literally a WWE superstar. Like, he poses after every move, bro. Like, just wrestle man literally like and it's like you know i get you know oh he's wrestling with his dad like it's so cool and it's supposed to be this adorable little story and i get that but dude just i get bored watching their matches now and it's like it hurts to say that because ray mysterio used to be one of my favorites but i get bored watching him in tag team matches jesus so um, I, I feel like WWE is going to do the WWE thing and have Ray and Dominic win and become the first ever father-son duo to win tag team championships. 
but I actually Dolph, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode kind of grew on me as a team. Their music sucks, but they're they're a great team. So um <sighs> yeah, not gonna lie, this actually this match actually did piss me off. I lied, y'all. I, I thought this wasn't going to. I'm sorry. I I, I apologize. This is um Ray Mysterio deserves so much better, man. No, he needs to retire. He, yeah, I, I, I love here. Mysterio, but he is, yeah. at this point, he is overstated as well, Yeah. yeah. He, he needs to retire, dude. Oh, he needs to retire. He, his son needs to retire. His daughter's younger than me, and she's dating Murphy. Let's, let's not talk about that. Like, that's not even actually, legal. That's barely actually. legal. She's barely legal. Shorty just turned 19 like a few That's months mad ago. problematic. Buddy Murphy like 32, bro. Hey, Murphy could be like, my I'm glad. Murphy is like 30. Yo. He sure is. I think he's 32. Like, bro. Because I'm I'm glad that they just got rid of the storyline <laughs> and acted like. But they they acting like it didn't happen. And oh, now Buddy happened. Murphy is just like not on TV anymore. Which is pissing me off. Like. When Aaliyah said that she's most likely done with WWE, I said, thank God. I'm sorry. Like, the only appearance she ever had was when CM Punk made her cry. That was the only appearance I I, I ever liked of her. When CM Punk made her cry in 2010, right? that was it. I'm sorry. But I, I think we're all in agreement that, um, unfortunately, the Mysterios are going to win this. Um, wow. I, I I thought SmackDown had it all, all had it all figured out. Like, bro, why not? Um, shoot, Chad Gable and Otis, bro. Like, get us give it back to the Street Profits at least. Like, Bianca and the Street Profits, like all as champions at the same time. Like, that would be beautiful. And they're all black, but okay. Let's let's move on to what should actually be the main event. <sighs> Jay's about to be pissed. I'm not even so going to talk about this, and I'm about to start editing pictures on my phone, bro. Don't don't put me in this conversation. We getting Roman Reigns versus Cesaro for the Universal Championship. Wait, can and we? Jay, Jay, B- bullshit, wait. bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. Yo, nah, Jalen actually not going to believe I'm saying this. What I actually do want Cesaro to win this for real, like. I've been a fan of Cesaro for the longest, and especially after WrestleMania, I just feel like he deserves it at this point. But, I mean, I know Jalen's not going to agree with this, but, I mean, Roman's at the peak of his career. Um, That's what you call a peak? Oh, I mean, bro, like, he got like he got the look for it. He got Paul Heyman behind him. Um, We're not going to talk about the Usos. Um. Bro, he peaked during a pandemic. A lot of people <laughs> that shouldn't even count. Bro, look at Bailey. Look at Bailey and Sasha, bro. bro. Tell me Bailey didn't peak during the pandemic. Everybody that Bailey peaked during peak. the everybody in entertainment peaked during the uh pandemic shouldn't have peaked. And that's a later discussion. But what about so, Bailey though? Bailey turned bro, heel before I, the pandemic, didn't she? Yeah, like, but it was kind of stale until, but she was just like walking around like with a straight face the whole time until the pandemic happened. You know, the Roman, you know, accolades and he's, he's literally better than prime rock Austin and Cena right now. 
You can't. He's. You can't touch this dude. You think he was married to Stephanie? You can't touch him. You can't touch the dude. I don't care who. Damon, am I wrong? You can't touch him. He, I'm gonna say there. He's. I mean, that is that is. Nobody literally. He's know. very unt- He's very untouchable. Like Paul Heyman helps a lot, but like Roman, he can't. Somebody has to put it into this. I don't know who it's gonna be. I doubt Cesaro wins. Let's be honest here. Uh, we want him to win, but somebody call Brock. I, I at this point, somebody call Brock. I need him. I need Roman to die. Somebody call Brock. Can you imagine? Imagine Brock comes down, comes back, and just absolutely obliterates Reigns. Do you? I will lose it on Twitter if that happens. Oh my God! He breaks the record from when he oh. suplexed John Cena like eighteen times. Hey, 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 hey! Don't put John into this. You're not doing that. <laughs> don't do that. That was that was the worst oh, night. That was the worst night ever, bro. He straight PTSD. That is one of the. That is literally one of the longest <laughs> squash matches in history, man. Right quick, bro. I just gotta say, man, the goat, the goat is back. Jimmy Uso is back. Do y'all know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? Main event Uso is no more. (laughs) Thank God, bro. Look, Jay Uso literally got the same thing every single week. He come up with Raymond, he just start clapping for no reason, flopping around. Then he gets put in the main event and if whoever went beats whoever he's facing wins, he gets Roman and he just loses. Like, so we we finally get the Usos back. Thank God. Um, Jay, you had a nice run for a while, but it's it's time. It's it's time. I'm sorry, but <clears throat> there's two things that could happen in that match. Either we're getting the Usos or we're getting the Uso versus the Uso match. Cause I think I think there's gonna be a no decision tonight. I think who came back was it was it Jimmy, Jay? Jimmy came back. Oh yeah, Jimmy's going. Jimmy's uh, going. I'm like Jay. Jimmy's. Yeah. I'm, I was like Jimmy's gonna cost Reigns match, but not in like a Cesaro's gonna win. I think he's just gonna like hit somebody with a chair or something, and then Jay's gonna start fighting him, and then there's gonna be a no holds bar between the Usos, and then they'll be broken up. And then Reigns is just still going to be standing there with nothing to say. Bro, if we actually get a Uso versus Uso match, it's not like, far. Bro, like that's all. some video game type type of booking. Bro, like if that actually fetched. happens, bro, it's going to be just like Man Jeff when he Daner killed Jeff. That match was insane. <laughs> I'm just, oh he that was personal, <laughs> that was, bro. I don't care. I was going to say they was trying to kill each he, other. He tried to. <laughs> And Matt, you know, Matt's a little fat, a little yeah. chubby and all. He was trying to kill him, bro. It's, this is bro. out of shape, man. Yeah. Man. Bro, that bro. just reminded me, bro, because I was at the Royal Rumble when uh, Matt turned on Jeff, bro. That had to be the most shocking thing I ever seen. Like, the fact that I actually remember that, that's that's crazy. But um, that's going to do it for the WWE portion of the wrestling side. Now, me, me and Jalen, like, y'all y'all already know how we going to get with this. Like, Damon already know this is about to get, this is about to get bad. But this next topic, 
we are talking about the rise and fall of TNA, total nonstop action, um, also currently known as Impact Wrestling, but to me, it's always going to be TNA. Jalen, you, you, can, you can start this one off. I can get loud, too. Nobody's at the house. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll say it. You know, I, at one point, TNA was TNA and WWE were neck and neck at one point. But only if you watch TNA. So those of you who didn't watch TNA may think I'm saying some BS, but I'm not. Uh, let me see. What's a good example? Start it off. Kurt Angle was better in TNA than WWE. And that's a reach because it's legit like 8 and 24, like Kobe numbers. They, they were identical. But Perk Angle peaked in TNA. I, that's when the perk came out. And you guys, by perk, I mean Percocets. That's a, if you guys didn't know. Uh, Kurt Angle's a little hee-haw. But, um, yeah, we can start it off with Kurt Angle because I think that was the biggest thing that they ever had in that company. That was 06 when Samoa Joe had the championship and he came out and headbutted him. So, you think so, real? Was that about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it was more than that, bro. Like, think about, like, i say from, like, when it first started to like 2009 is bro, their roster was insane. Like, bro, they had Kurt Angle, Sting. I'm not gonna talk about Jeff Jeff Jarrett is literally no, just no like, Jeff I'm Jeff Jarrett Jeff Jarrett was important. I was gonna say he played I mean, his yeah, he played his yeah, role. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. King of the um, Mountain did hey, hey. I mean, uh Abyss, Jeff Hardy, Austin Aries. A whole bunch of guys like I'm. It's a guy I'm purposefully not talking about right now. Like, but I mean, oh yeah, Samoa Joe, Daniels, Christopher Karen, Dan. Like, oh, you can see. Listen, when I like, bro, who are you? They missing? had a. Who do you? You, you the most obvious. AJ Styles. I'm, I'm. 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 I'm saving his name for later, bro. Look, AJ Styles. Let me the, tell you, yeah, the 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 literal goat of TNA, bro. The man carried TNA on his shoulders from the time he first stepped foot in the company. That man was TNA. Like, y'all, we, we talk about AJ Styles now. Like, he's so WWE now, but, like, AJ Styles was TNA. Like, he was the franchise. Like, when when like when you think of WWE, you think of multiple guys, like, that carried the company. Like, they had a bunch of great wrestlers, but AJ Styles literally carried TNA on his back. Like, he was the franchise. Like, he was the whole company for the most part, if we really be honest. And... I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all what killed TNA, bro. And it's not what y'all think. Like, some people gonna say automatically it was Hogan and Bischoff. That's only part of it. The real thing that killed TNA was Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter, who knew absolutely nothing about wrestling whatsoever, was in charge of creative. So we got a lot of stupid matches and a lot of stupid storylines that shouldn't have happened. For one, Let's talk about this reverse battle royal. That might be the worst idea I've ever seen. Like a reverse battle royal. That that's top tier stupidity. Let's see what else. Um, I think it was the King of the Mountain match. Like you know, like the King of the Mountain title, like in Jeff Jarrett's game. Like that was cool, but the match itself was just stupid. You telling me that it's a reverse ladder match? <laughs> like they have to climb up the ladder and put the championship on the thing? Like n- no, I'm sorry, no, that's. That's stupid. Ah, and then why? I don't. I, why are you going in on her so bad? 
Bro, because she was just stupid. Like, it wasn't I'm sorry. Even her friend. I, I yes, it was. Listen, listen. Dixie Carter had some great matches, man. I she she put some no. things together, bro. It, it's hard. I mean, fault. Listen, first of all, like Hogan was only got to TNA because of Dixie Carter. And think about it. Once that happened, who were the three main people that were running TNA? It was Hogan, Bischoff, and Vince Russo. The three people that literally killed WCW all running this one company. And then that little, what, what was it called? Like that little fake NWO, what was it called? Like Immortal or something like that? Yo, we're not, we not doing that. We, no, 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 we're no. Not we, doing are, that. we are. We are. We are. Them, them, that, Fortune and Immortal, them things, the, watch it. Fortune, bro, Fortune was okay at best. Like, bro, they were okay at best. And then let's... Jeff Hardy, Damon, I'm just time in the morning, bro. I'm sorry that heel run was not. I'm sorry, like that belt was atrocious. Do we need to talk about Victory Road 2011? Do we? Do we really need to bring that up? Jeff Hardy's heel was one of the best heels ever. Whoa, Jeff Hardy being Whoa. a heel, you didn't like that. Whoa, you like Jeff Hardy being a face the whole time. Listen, I just think it could have been a little better. Like the heel turn itself was great, but this kind of like the the to me the, it's kind of like the, the Dean the, Ambrose situation, bro. I'm sorry, oh, I liked it. Look, like listen, Victory Road. Listen, Vic, Victory Road 2011 happened. Yo, like, I'm, like I don't completely blame Jeff Hardy. I mean, he did have some issues, but that actually happened. Yo, and, uh, you know what? I don't let, if, back back to AJ, bro. Y- y- no, you're not getting off of that. <laughs> No, nah, bro. No, you telling me you didn't like the belt either? You, you the hated belt the belt. Was terrible. Oh, that belt was called Yo. Jeff. Yo, no, it's <laughs> tweaking, bro. bro. So you, so, so, did you like the Fiends belt then, bro? You did said you like who? the Fiends belt. Did you like a uh, Bray Wyatt belt when he won a uh, Universal title? That was ugly. Mm-hmm. Nah, I. Okay. So how was bro, Jeff Hardy's not Willow is just so we never seen old, bro. We never seen that, and he look, made it. The strap looked nice. It just didn't. It didn't like. It fit Jeff Hardy, but it didn't fit wrestling, bro. Like, I'm sorry, that belt did not. TNA wasn't wrestling. TNA was grittiness. TNA. Put it like this. Put it like this. TNA was like. What's a good example? It's like playing at Rucker Park, right? And WWE is like playing at an arena. No rules. It mattered. It was all like backyard crap. Every match was backyard stuff, like the nails and all the, the, the barbed wire. I can't believe you. And, and you and you made you know you just kind of made our point because you said Jeff Hardy's belt was made for him and not for wrestling, and that's the whole point. It was for him, just like I mean, all the other belts that are made. That he is. literally I'm designed because you could say the same thing if, <laughs> if if that's the point. Then remember when Daniel Bryan had that. He'll turn for a minute. He did the he did the saving belt. belt. Obviously, nobody else could wear it. But that actually looked. But nobody good, else, oh, nobody stop else it. could wear it though because it does. It but, actually looked But it good. has nothing to do with anybody else. But it was his, and it was Bro. unique to his championship, to his run. Man, you you. Man. I don't know if you. I don't know if you like seeing. If you not, you don't want to see him be a, a heel like when superstars like that turn heel, bro. I'm telling you, I'm going. This is my last WWE line. Let John Cena turn heel. Oh my God. 10 years ago. Look, Let John Cena turn heel. The heel 
I wasn't against it. I was just like, it just, to me, it just seemed kind of, okay, the biggest thing was really because Jeff Hardy was basically high the entire run. So it didn't, it just seemed like real sloppy. Again, victory road. <laughs> but, you know, let, let's not talk about Jeff Hardy no more, bro. Let's let's talk about the, uh, some other decisions. Um, The Claire Lynch storyline. Um, I don't know what that was, bro. I'm look. AJ AJ Styles literally did the best with everything he was given. He he literally knocked everything out the park. He was given some he was given some BS from creative, and he did he he did the best. The biggest mistake TNA like well Dixie Carter did was letting AJ Styles walk. That. This man literally was Mr. TNA and you let him walk. That killed that killed all the momentum right there. Like they had beer money. Like the beer money was one of the best, my favorite tactics. The Motor City Machine Guns, they were on fire. They had Suicide Come Through. The main event Mafia. Well, you like you like the older version. You like the older version. You like you like the older version. You like them like immortal, huh? You like them. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you, you like Scott had Steiner too many and, people. And it does, it was a faction, bro. Listen, <laughs> that's what killed the NWO, too. They had way too many people, bro. But see, the difference in NWO was it happened over time. And in TNA, you knew who was it wasn't that many wrestlers in TNA, like it was, but this all happened like in the same motion. Main event mafia was hard, too. You know, they had King Booker and all you know, Booker T and stuff like that. It was hard. But to say you didn't like Immortal, let me, you know what? Let me look at the list. Because not well, this this is gonna get deep now. Uh, Damon, you you about to I'm, let me look at the fortune, the fortune uh roster. Immortal. This, I mean, this, fortune was decent. I'm talking about like immortal. Like, you said immortal, you, you didn't like immortal, right? Okay, they, they had, had there was Abyss, a lot of people in there. Eric Bischoff, Hogan, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, Fortune, which was it was AJ. Bear Money and Kazarian, I think. And I think somebody else was in it, but yo, uh, yo, that man, had that everybody. Man, uh, that man, uh, what Gunner <laughs> boy Jackson Riker. And they and uh, they, they even brought Chris Harris back for a weekend. Let's see. Uh Garrett Bischoff, who was legit one of the worst wrestlers of all time. Rob Terry, who was one of the worst TNA wrestlers of all time. That Matt Hardy, Karen Jarrett. Hernandez and Anarchia, uh, Lena Vega, Sarita, uh, Ric Flair. Name that next. Oh, yeah. name, name that next dude. Name that next dude. The okay, Bully Ray. Oh yeah, good team. Good yeah. team. Three. Bully good Ray team was top 3D. tier. Bully Ray was top tier. Good. I'm good team. Honest. 3D. Uh, yeah. Tommy Dreamer. They did have Chris Harris. Scott Steiner, the gold of TNA, bro. I'm sorry, I said AJ, but it's Scott Steiner, bro. <laughs> that math promo was hilarious. I'm sorry, yo, Jarrell. I don't know what you. Yo, if drinking. you know, you know. If you I, know, you just, know, bro. You know I'm fooling. Uh, Park. Wait, Park Angle was it? Yes, dude. Uh, Daniels, Bobby Roode, and Kazarian. I'm sorry, that's too many people. It was, but you I'm got, sorry. but you you didn't like it. I just don't. Your argument why you didn't like it is just weird because the Jeff Hardy thing, Jeff Hardy being drunk and high most of the time and him being, you know, buzzed, I liked it. I mean, like, it worked, <laughs> but it was just like the matches was sloppy. 
Like, what, what, what's your take on this, Damon? Do you did you dislike any of the factions in uh, TNA? If you watched um, it, I didn't. I wasn't really against many of the 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 factions that were in there. I did. I mean, I was kind of indifferent about um, Immortal. I liked a lot of people that were in it, so it was like it was fun to see whenever they would have stuff. Um, I really have beef with it. Um, NWL is a different question. We need to have a whole episode just about WCW. We, yeah. I, was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was say I could talk about that all day, but yeah, that's how I really feel about it. All right, bro. What's what's some other ones before we get out of here? What's the, what's the other ones you got? I'm sorry, bro. Like, don't, it was the matches. Some some of the matches, match types, bro. Them stipulations were garbage. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular um, opinion. Give me one that you that you uh. Give me an opinion that's not popular. Oh, let's see. Besides that last one you just did. <laughs> all right. Unpopular opinion. The Monsters Ball match was not all that it was hyped to be. It was literally just like, so originally, like the original idea, like the way they had it was, in K- I don't know if it was kayfabe or not, but they would have each wrestler like locked away with no food or water for 24 hours. And then they would have a regular hardcore match. The thing about that is the human body cannot survive 16 hours without water. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Um, the King of the Mountain match, I already said, like, you got to go actually put the belt on the, the rack. No. Shout out Jeff Jarrett. The the reverse battle royal. Um, There's not, no, no comment. No comment. A reverse battle royal. They let all these guys walk, like AJ, Bobby Roo, Eric Youngs, Joe, all these people. They let them walk. The people who carried the company, like they were the company. I'm sorry. Man, I, I got a personal Listen. beef with Jeff Jarrett because he took Perk Angle's wife. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And they I see forgot. that's and that's how you know TNA was gangster for real, bro, because like they took that real storyline and made it into one of the best things ever. Mm-hmm. Like that was up there with like mm-hmm. Edge leading Matt Hardy type crap. Like it was, it was really up there. But see, the difference was they were actually married for years, so it made it way worse when Kurtang got his girl snatched up by Jeffy. Um, but yeah, I, I TNA, I, Kurt Angle carried TNA. AJ Styles, he, that's my dude and all. But I, Perk Angle, he he had the biggest like. When he came in like 06, that was like Y2J like p- promo. Yeah. Like he him and Christian. We don't give me I could talk about that all day. We don't give that. Uh, yeah. you know, I I love that Christian Cage gimmick. I it was the yeah. best thing ever. Tom Cole was just pointless, but it was great. Oh, I hated Tom Cole. That did happen, didn't it? I hated Tom Cole, man. But we had a Christian's coalition and all that stuff, man. TNA was hard. I just TNA just oh, man. Hulk Hogan is Wait. the worst. Mm, man. <laughs> so 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 your final answer is Hulk Hogan killed TNA. I'm like Daisy Carter. Like you got to think when she was running a company, it was so many great wrestlers in the company. So it was like it was very hard for her to blow it. And then when Hulk Hogan came in, it just like he was doing things. He brought his daughter. Then Bully Ray was calling her B word, and then he's gonna get married, and he's aces and eights. Oh, brother, you're an ace with all this crap. And then it was just like everybody just switched up on Hulk Hogan, and it. 
And he's a racist, bro. So, like, <laughs> like, that's the thing, though, like, because once they brought Hulk Hogan in, like, we all were, we all knew, like, okay, Hogan's racist. Like, this is when once everybody all figured it out. So they bring this man in, knowing it's not going to go over well, because you've seen what happened in WWE once he came back. Like, he's getting booed by the crowds now, which blows me because most WWE fans are kind of uh, a little bit conservative. It's, you know, a little bit far, far, far left, if we're being honest. But they booing him because he's racist. So they bring him in. They bring in Bischoff. And they still kept Vince Russo. Like, why did they hire Vince Russo in the first place? Like, every time there was a bad match or a bad storyline, the TNA fans literally always chanted, fire Russo. And it never happened. Never happened. <sighs> like, what's that match like? Charmel and some other girl. And I think, like, I know we don't really care about Meltzer ratings, but Meltzer gave it, like, negative five stars, and it's legit ranked as, like, the worst wrestling Yeah, Jenna, Mar- Jenna Maraska. Um, Jenna Maraska and Charmel. Yeah. Yeah, T- TNA's obsession with weird celebrity. Speaking of celebrity, I, I have to I have to talk about this, bro. Tito Ortiz, that actually happened. They teased that somebody was going to be coming into the company as a game changer, and then he comes out, and literally it was it was complete <laughs> silence. Like nobody TNA, knew right? what. Yeah, like nobody knew who he was. Nobody, and the people that did, nobody cared. Like they showed Mr. Anderson's face; he was just looking like, "Who is I'd this?" Say, hey, hey, Rampage had a good little impact, though. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. When Rampage like, Jackson showed up, and he was yeah. a main event mafia for whatever. And then AJ yeah. Styles came back from the trailer park and stuff. Yeah, yeah that but was, what I will say, yeah, that was fun. What I will say, another positive about TNA is MVP Bobby Lashley and Kenny King. I'm going to call that the original Hurt Business. That was the OG Hurt Business, like TNA's version of the Hurt Business, bro. They gave Bobby and Drew the platform that WWE didn't. They took the ball and they ran home with it. Not, No, that's not the same. I don't know what the heck. I don't know what the heck. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> oh yeah they, they knocked the ball out the park. Okay, yeah, that, I'm, that's what I meant to say. Knocked the ball out the park. And I look at them now like they about to well, they're not main eventing, but they're two of the top guys on the worst show in wrestling, unfortunately. Yeah, King's doing pretty but, well in uh, Ring of Honor. I think he's in the – he's kind of like upper mid-card, basically. You know, but um, TNA, man. They what birthed a, a lot of young what, guys, what is though. On? I will say yeah. that Jay Lethal, that as yeah. much as – as oh, much yeah. as we're, the oh, black machismo. Oh, oh yeah, um, I love. Oh yeah, Xavier was too. He was a uh, consequences, consequences Creed. Creed. Consequences Creed. Yep. Consequences Creed. As much as we, as much as this is um, kind of a team that we talk about often. Generation Me, the good old young bucks. Stop! <laughs> stop! Stop! Watch stop. it! Watch stop. it! Stop! We are not doing that today, bro. We are not giving the young folks any. Don't don't get me started, bro. 
TNA was different, it dude. Was. Like I'm it telling really you, was. TNA was like the TNA yeah. was like the for the people, man. Like they perfect example. ECW and WWE, oh, right? ECW was legit for people. <sighs> It was yeah. legit for the people, and then WWE was for the like the you know the ratings yeah. and stuff like that. TNA yeah. were TNA were bringing when they bring in Team 3D, I was sold. Because those are my boys. Facts. I was I was sold. And TNA would yeah. bring in all these former WWE people who still had some type of fan, Fandom. you know, fan interest or whatever. Yeah, because like Kevin Nash is old as oh dirt, but it was it was kept Papa Pump. He I don't know what he's here for. WWE buried him with Triple H, <laughs> but it's just like they used to bring in and they had Sting. We didn't even mention Sting. Oh yeah, they should. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they, yeah. I missed them. I missed them at the beginning, but I didn't like. like I didn't like go full full in depth. Sting was like fifty carries. I was saying he was. Like, he, he, I was gonna say he held Sting was putting on. on bangers. He held his own. Sting was put like Sting was putting on bangers. At 50, bro. I was going to say, I mean, even though that victory road match was a catastrophe, like, he low-key, like, saved his life in that match, so. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Um, Sting was different, man. Yeah. But the uh, the overall here is the common denominator in failure is Hulk Hogan killing WCW (laughs) and TNA in the process. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, you're the worst, bro. Yeah, basically. Literally. (laughs) You're the worst, man. But honestly, I, I kind of feel like TNA is low-key going to become a series on this on, on this podcast, bro. I feel like there's more TNA conversations to be had, honestly. But, yeah, especially with you. <laughs> I was saying. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. I can't. I can't I'm never, you you disrespected Jeff Hardy, bro. I can't believe that. I, you freaking loser. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this crap. Yo, but that's gonna do it for the wrestling side. Now our final topics, the NBA. Um, first, I know we didn't like say we were gonna talk about this, but we gotta talk about Russell Westbrook, bro. The disrespect that this man has gotten over the years. If you if you hadn't stopped by now, just now today is the day. Today is the day. I don't want to hear nothing about oh well Russ is a glorified stat pattern or oh Russ Russell Westbrook he gets triple doubles but he can't win games don't don't do that don't do that stop it miss the triple double now and he's only 32 33 he still has well, he will be this so, year yeah yeah he'll, he'll be 33 so he's only 32 which means he still has at least like four or five years worth of more triple doubles. And, let, and, and you say, oh, well, Russ can't bring his teams to wins. Do y'all remember where the Wizards were at the beginning Last of the season? They were about they were about as bad as the Pistons and were tanking. Bradley Bill was in therapy. <laughs> yeah. But look, Russ had it, Russ, Russ had a conversation with the team. They're the 10th seed now. They're gonna make the they they are winning their playoff, they're playing the game, and they're gonna make it to the playoffs. Don't disrespect Russell Westbrook no more. I'm serious, like. Any any rust slander, you getting hit in your jaw straight up. I'm sorry. Like I'm I'm actually I'm not sorry. If I hear you disrespect Russell Westbrook, I'm hitting you in the jaw myself. That that man is different. Like 
if you don't have Russell Westbrook in your top 10 point guards in the NBA, I don't know what's wrong with you. That's been my point guard for the past 13 years. So you know why I stand I with that. Say, you know, I'm OKC to the day I die. So that, that's the OKC legend right there. Yeah. Like, OKC was a was the best yeah. and worst thing that happened to me. Yeah. In life. Yep. <laughs> so I was going to say, they, they, give, they uh, give me the sweats every night. So. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. But I know John feels the same with him. You know, he played ace for the Wizards, so of course John feels the same way. But I just want to let y'all know that all of us here at Hooplex, we are Russell Westbrook fans. So do not ever disrespect Russell Westbrook again, especially not in front Grow of us, because it's not going to end well. Please. I'll find Please. you on Twitter. I don't have no filter. <laughs> so. Please. Like, I'll, I'll find you. I but dare we, you. Try it. Try it. I dare you. Hey, so question, though. If he wins a ring, where is he ranked? Ooh. Like, I just like want to know. point guards because, or because, you know, in general? Magic Johnson's number one, you know, for the most mm-hmm. part, from what everybody says. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue that. But who's what's the, what's the list? Because is Steph Curry, I mean, is he ahead of Westbrook? Right? Is he? Yeah. You guys would say so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so is Westbrook ahead of Chris Paul? Mm, wait, okay. I'm going to say it depends on if Phoenix makes the final. If Phoenix makes the finals, Chris Paul's ahead of Westbrook. If not, I'm going to just have to keep it as a tie. It's just honestly. so tough because the impact that Paul has on every team is a part. On every, every single no matter team. Who is team. On it, it's just – it's – amazing to watch like like bro chris paul is the was james harden's best chance at winning a title until this year man they paid him not to play that game they paid the clippers the clippers the the poverty clippers once he came and Bob city was born i mean it it still weren't many clippers fans but the clippers were a fun Mm -hmm. team to watch and then okay see when they weren't supposed to make the playoffs a point zero two chance to make the playoffs and then what happened when they traded him? We're going like, bro, for Cade that, Cunningham. Nah, bro, they, tra- they traded that man. Like, bro, no Cade Cunningham. Him, but y'all trade, bro. Y'all traded Chris Paul for Ricky Rubio, bro. I'm, hey, I'm, but we turned Ricky Rubio uh, into Ty Jerome and another first round pick. So you know what that is called? I'll, um, I'll give you that. Cade Cunningham. That is what we call that. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. But I mean, Chris Paul, like. Gets the Phoenix and they're the number two seed in the Western Conference. They gonna come out the West on the lowest key, bro. Honestly, yeah, if they, if they make, I'm sorry. If they make the finals, Chris Paul it has to be number three. I was gonna say, it's, okay, it has to be as long as Aiton comes back okay. healthy by the time playoff comes, because I know he missed his first game of the season last night. So I think as long as he's healthy, I think the state of the West they should easily come up. Yeah, I, I just need I don't yeah. know so I don't know where Russ ranks then because if, if he's if Chris Paul's ahead of him, I, I Russ is ahead of Jason Kidd for me. I don't I agree. I like Jason Kidd. He's Steve Nash. You know, I like Steve Nash, but he ruined my best play. He ruined Kobe's MVP trophy case. So kick rocks. <laughs> um yeah, like what is I, Russ has to be like top five when it's all said and done, bro. Because that's what everybody's not yeah, going to miss. Be, he might be because everybody's like, oh, well, he does this and this, but he hasn't won yeah. a championship. Well, it's like we okay, so John Stockton should be that high, right? Because I was exactly. gonna say everybody's like John Stockton's the greatest, <laughs> like, but bro, not everybody. John Stockton. 
Like, bro, the Jazz were losers. They were winners, but they were losers. And y'all got them both ranked that high? But Russ gets disrespected? I was no. going to say, Westbrook gets all the smoke for no. absolutely no reason. And it's just like... And they act like KD didn't, didn't smoke either. KD's so That's necessary. The, they bo- KD, yeah. Russell Westbrook sold, but I'm an OKC dude. I was looking at stats every game, dude. Yeah. Like, KD wasn't playing the best Literally, either. They're in, like, that game because everybody always talks about how bad Russ played in that series. I'm like, if you really look at the stats of every game in that series, Durant outshot him in attempts three out of the five games, in his, and Russ had higher percentage shooting. So, it's like they were both playing just as bad. <laughs> it's just like, man. And ever since then, Russ – Almost every year had a horrible OKC team. Exactly, and still carried them to the playoffs. And he, and he had Paul George on the team with playoffs, right? P because somebody like man, Paul George sold every in those two years. I don't care. Paul George sold both yep. years. Him and when oh, he didn't want to play, most, most definitely, most he didn't want to shoot against Utah, and he didn't want to play defense against freaking uh Portland. And Carmelo sold that season too. I was so sick about that. He sold in the playoffs. I wish, I wish, yeah. I wish that would have worked. That, I was, I wish, when, yeah, that, when he signed in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, this is this is gonna be good." That's. A, I was talking choppy on Twitter, dude. <laughs> Man, I'm like, but, Golden um, State, here we come. Okay, in Golden but, State, uh, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but Jalen, he did talk about what if Russell Westbrook wins the championship, and we we also talked about what if Chris Paul wins the championship before it goes to the finals. So our first official topic is NBA what ifs. And I'm I'm gonna start off with mine and seeing seeing as all three of us minus John are from Detroit, I'm 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 really about to get upset. What if Joe Dumars was never the president of basketball operations for the Detroit Pistons? That would have been Beautiful. Just listen to this because this, this pisses me off every time I read it, which makes me wonder why I still have this in my phone. But the Pistons in 2003, they drafted Darko Milicic over D Wade, Chris Bosch, and Melo. Melo himself said he wanted to come here. Now, they did win a championship, but Darko was not Darko was just not good at basketball I don't know how he even got selected in the draft so Joe Dumars I don't get it in 2010 we drafted Greg Monroe over Gordon Hayward and um playoff P and actually I'm not mad that we didn't draft playoff P I'm, I'm not because I, I would have been more pissed off and hated the man way more. But then in 2012, we drafted Brandon Knight over Kimba, Jimmy Butler, and Kawhi Leonard. Oh, yeah, and Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson as well. 2013, we drafted Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who actually turned out to be pretty, pretty good Pistons player. But we drafted him over CJ McCollum. And Giannis, and I'm going to skip this this next year, and I'm going to come back to it. 
in 2018, we drafted Luke Kennard over Donovan Mitchell. But let's 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 go back to the year 2015. We had a chance to draft Justice Winslow, who at the time looked great. We had the chance to draft the hometown boy Devin Booker, which I don't get why we didn't do. And he fell to what, like 14 to Phoenix? He fell out of the top 10. You know, you know who the Pistons drafted? Stanley Johnson. Now, some people were sitting there like, oh, well, didn't Stanley Johnson just have a career high 35 points last night? Hey, that don't matter, okay? Stanley Johnson might be the worst player I've ever seen put on a Pistons jersey. And I, I actually mean that. Like, there, there was a hashtag trade Stanley Johnson campaign on Twitter, and I'm the one that started it. I literally hated Stanley Johnson from the moment he stepped foot on the court and I saw that jump shot. And the first shot he took, he bricked. Stanley Johnson, <sighs> I, I cannot believe that we could have taken Devin Booker and we drafted Stanley Johnson instead. I, I like Joe. I mean, you were you were a great player, you know, a great offensive player, a great defensive player in your time with the bad boys, but you should have just um not been the president of the team. Now, Troy Weaver as a GM, great work, great work so far. We got Sadiq, Isaiah Stewart, Saban, Killian. We we got some boys on this team. And we got Frank Jackson too. Yeah, but my, that's my what if. What if Joe Dumars wasn't the president of basketball operations? The Pistons would still be a dynasty, honestly. But that that's mine. Uh, Damon, what's your what if? Um, my what if? Uh, I would say my what if. I think my so I. I've been having a kind of an inner dialogue with myself about what would happen if Harden and KD would have stayed, but it would have been the same result because they're mm. all, they all needed to have their own to realize, to really develop into what they are now. But I think if they would all came back right now, they could, easily win a championship because I was like I think they're all in a position now where they could win if they were together because the last person that I was like this it couldn't happen is Harden but with Harden going to the Nets he showed me that he can be more than just a scorer so my what if would be what if one or two of them in so if Russ was there what if one or two of them came back to the Thunder I think they would have at least they would have at least won one championship. Yeah, um, I I was all OKC until until uh, I want to say right until the Paul George trade. I was I, I was Mister OKC. I I was all for the Thunder man. Like, oh, I was so pissed when Miami won that finals, man. I knew I knew that OKC wasn't winning, but dude, I I, I thought they were gonna pull it out. I, I had I had hope that they were gonna pull it out, man. So are you talking when we drafted I, I think or they we traded for him or traded him away? 
when, when y'all oh when y'all traded for Paul Jones. Oh yeah, because we missed. Oh my god, we missed yeah. out on so many people with that trade. We literally, we literally had, we had Sabonis on our team, and he was one of the casualties that. Ooh, we literally so had deep. Sabonis and Jeremy Grant on the team. Now Jeremy Grant, that was a different story. He ended up leaving yeah. at a different time, but we literally had Sabonis on the team, and he was playing decently, but he was playing behind vets because we had a few vets and Steven Adams, so he didn't really get a chance to start playing yet, but I'm just like, bro. <laughs> and y'all did have Oladipo like this season before you broke out too, so that was tough. <laughs> but Jalen, what's your what if? Are we doing just like one or like how are we doing it? Because like my what if is my what if is legit about Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> that was my favorite team growing up. Like, not so we can't do like multiple 2010s and up. Like, that was my favorite team, bro. Um, I, I didn't expect us to win against Miami that year because, I mean, it was the Heat. That was Villain LeBron, you know. But, dog, it's, it's just no reason why Russell Westbrook shouldn't have like two rings right now. We had everybody, all our depots. So we even had Jeff Green. And I know Jeff Green isn't the best player, but Jeff Green could contribute enough to an extent. We had Sergi, we had the defensive Serge Ibaka, not this jump shooter Ibaka. We had we we had Ibaka. Like it was yeah, it wasn't Serge happening. Ibaka. We had everybody. Dude, we had peak like we Reggie had Jackson everybody. also. Coming off the bench, we peak Reggie Jackson. That's Y'all don't understand like how frustrating it was every year to make it to the conference finals and lose. And when we get there, Man, and with the most 2016, just... I don't care what anybody tells me. We were going to kill Cleveland. I, I don't care. I don't care. Oh, easily. That, oh, my God. Oh, we were going to, I, Kyrie I, oh going to get demolished that year. Most like definitely. Was, oh my goodness! Everybody and always I'm not says even being biased. Like if you just look at that team and look, we were going to kill them. And then you know the Clay Thompson game. No, I think Game Five happens and Draymond Green or something he kicks him. I don't know what happened. And then you know games. Uh, Clay Six happened. That that was his game. And then Game Seven. It's just like when the Spurs lost to Miami. Like once they lost Game Six, the momentum was dead. Like it was it was over. And then KD leaves. Now, yeah. that's fine. First year, you know, I get MVP Russ, and then Paul George gets here. And, you know, the me- I really wanted that mellow Paul George and Westbrook thing to work, bro. Like, you have no idea how excited I was when we got mellow. Oh, like, that, that game when Russell Westbrook and KD had got into it, and, like, Russell Westbrook was, like, killing them that whole game. Melo was hot that game. Playoff Paulette was hot. It was it was the it was the best thing, but it's okay. Yeah, I, I hate to be the uh, the more I give the more obvious what if, but um, my other what if would be what if Derrick Rose didn't get hurt. And look, I, I got a shot on my boy uh Kavon. I know you listen to this, bro. Um yeah, I, I 
man, that seeing D Rose go down that hurt. Um, that 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 hurt to see that man because Derrick Rose, I think, had he not gotten injured, would Le- legitimately LeBron be wouldn't have four rings. Top ten players in the NBA right now. I'm, I, I think. That is that is LeBron would not sure. have four, yes. maybe like two. I agree. I'm not gonna lie, I agree. Man. Not those ones that yeah. he got legit yeah. right after he got hurt. No way. Like, bro. Cause they they had a they actually had a good team, like Prime Derrick Rose, Carlos Boozer, Joe Kim Noah on defense, Lil Nate Robinson. Let's not forget that black man. That 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 was top tier moment. And then a young Jimmy hey, Like I'm not saying they would have yeah. won a championship. Tim Duncan might have yeah. seven right now, but um <laughs> he might have yeah. seven, but LeBron wouldn't have won those two in a row. I, I I stand on that. Yeah, most definitely. Man, Damien, you got another one? Um Is so I think I think Chris Paul would have a championship now if that um, if that trade didn't get vetoed. David Stern for Rotten Hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Paul would have a ring right I, now. I don't easily. I don't. I don't get why that he vetoed that trade because the NBA owned the Hornets. And yeah, because yeah, they were trying to get Anthony Davis. Yeah, they own the Hornets. They don't want that. And I feel like if people were saying that Chris Paul and Kobe won the one because that's the same year they got Steve Nash and their things didn't work out. No, f, f that. It, Chris Paul and Kobe would have went crazy, bro. At that time. Speaking of Kobe, I just I just remembered this. So, my next what if. What if Co- the Kobe Bryant to the Detroit Pistons trade actually went through in 2007? Nope. Oh, man. Nope. That was a thing. I, I was. Did I miss? I think I must have yeah, missed that. Yeah, so. I, okay, I so, the, so in 2007, the, the deal would have sent Kobe here, and the Lakers would have got Rip, Tayshaun, Amir Johnson in a first-round pick. Oh, that would have been fun. So Kobe could have played with Chauncey and Rasheed, and we would have had a big three. The issue, the reason why it didn't go through is because Kobe himself said no. That it, if Kobe would have actually been okay with that trade, we actually had Kobe in Detroit, dog. I won't even want like, that, bro. <laughs> I I won't even want that. He don't it, no, no. I was gonna say Listen. you I was gonna say you trade away half the good players with that trade. Yeah, man. I mean that's somewhat true. Like, I mean, the only player because this is this is 2007, so they were kind of like on a downwind anyway. But I think like I, I just I just feel like they should have kept. Oh no, 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 no. We were not on the downwind in 2007. I said like we were near. I, I didn't say we were, we were. I said like we were near it because that's the year that um we got swept by uh, the Cavs in the first round. No, and then man, that, no. After, that was no. Two thousand seven is when LeBron went, you know, Thanos on us in the conference finals. Oh, that was the conference final. I'm thinking it was yeah, first. We, so, then, oh, so two thousand eight was, was so it was the next year. No, yeah, because I was at next I was year, at that game four, and man, that was um the next the next year we lost to Boston in the conference finals. 
because we went to five, we went to six straight. Hold on, let me pull it up. I'm saying, trust me, then the 2009 is when we got swept in the first round, and that's when like Chauncey left and all that crap. And we had AI and stuff. But that oh no, no, it was yeah, it was yeah, it was the 2009. Yeah, I was yeah, oh wait, because I mean we played Boston, I'm like, we gonna beat Boston. It didn't work like that. Yo, but yeah, yeah, we wasn't we didn't we wasn't bad. It was just I just wouldn't want Kobe here. Sure. And that's I, that's yeah, you on you on your own with that one, bro. Like I, I just wish like, <laughs> I don't know, because I mean like it, like looking at the trade, yeah, it would it would really hurt us in the long run. Like with us losing Rip and Tayshawn, like but then again, like we didn't really have too much of a bench to really send to the Lakers for Kobe. So like if, if they were gonna do a big three. In Detroit with Kobe, I have to say like Chauncey, Kobe. Oh yeah, but Ben Wallace was already gone. Yeah, ben so. was gone. He was on Chicago. Yeah, ben was gone. So I don't know. Ben like, left us for the money, bro. And I ain't, I ain't yeah. mad, him, bro. I ain't mad about it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That yo, that's crazy. Like we legit almost had Kobe in Detroit. That's sick. Like that's crazy. I wish him and Shaq never get into it, but either way, yeah. they would have met us, and you see what happened with that. So yeah, it wouldn't matter. But oh, another one I just thought of. So, what if the T Wolves actually had drafted stuff instead of Johnny Flynn? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I can't they fumble like, with Kevin the thing Love about it, too, man. Bro, yeah. But the thing about it, they had they they had the fifth and the sixth picks. So they 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 drafted Ricky Rubio over Steph Curry, bro. Like think 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 about that. Like, I know this was 2009, but they drafted Ricky Rubio over Steph Curry, dog. Johnny Flynn, no comment. But Ricky Rubio, like, I feel like, honestly, I think the T-Wolves will actually still kind of be in the same spot they at. Because, I mean, I feel like Steph would have broke out. But I feel like I, some some of me just tells me that if Steph had went to the T-Wolves, they probably wouldn't – they most likely wouldn't have trapped a cat. Honestly. Y'all I, like I feel that? like they would have – I don't – I love cat. Of course you do. <laughs> what? What? Of course you do. Bro, the only thing Cat can't do is play defense. Cat, Cat ain't got no, uh, no, 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 uh, I can't say that on air. Cat's a girl. Um, <laughs> bro, he, bro, he done been through a lot. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. We don't do that. On, don't do that to me. Because no, I it, look. This is all pre. You talking about that picture of him and him and Boogie? Cat Johnson. has no type of backbone, and then he tried to fight Joel and beat and Ben Simmons choked him out deservingly. Um. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that. And look, he's don't don't bro. Okay, yeah, he's a little soft, but he's still a good player. Like, do you bro. hear your voice right now? Your voice is even getting uh lighter. <sighs> Like, he's, a player. Um, he's good. He's good. You know, he just—he's a good player. 
I mean, look, I mean, he he is like yeah. I was gonna say you can't even like obviously you know there there's there's no there's no you can't really say he's soft because he's had a horrible last two years. But yeah, um, I was gonna say that even that doesn't really that just no um, no connection to this. But other than that, like he just he, I don't know on defense he's just so stiff. And it's just – it's hard to put him in, like, a top-tier four or five when there's so many guys that can do it all. And also – so back when they drafted Johnny Flynn, it's actually really funny because I wasn't super deep into, like, the draft. And, dog, I thought – I was like, bro, Johnny Flynn about to be so cold because I watched him a bunch at Syracuse, and I was like – He's about to go. He's a, he a bucket. I was like, I was like, bro, he's about to be a bucket. I remember playing as him in uh, NBA Live when he got drafted. I was like, oh, bro, Timberwolves about to be cold. He's the savior until he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh my god. But I got one more what if before we move on to our last topic. Dang, I just realized like it's been a lot of what ifs. But this last one, it just hit me. And I should have been thinking about this the entire time. What if Lenny Cook actually made it to the NBA like he was supposed to? Oh, man. So for those of y'all that don't know, Lenny Cook was a prospect who, believe it or not, in 2001 was actually better than LeBron and Melo, like oh, he was yeah, legitimately the now. best player okay. in the country. Yeah, Lenny Lenny Cook was actually a to, to say somebody's better than was better than LeBron in high school. It sounds like a reach, but Lenny Cook was actually that good. But the biggest issue with Lenny Cook was just it was mainly the people around him, like. A lot of like Lenny Cook. I think he didn't graduate high school until he was twenty. And then, like, a, a lot of stuff happened where, like, instead of going to college, he had a whole bunch of people in his ear telling him to go straight to the NBA. And he didn't really have the best work ethic either, but he was outstanding on the court. So 2002 rolls around, and he goes undrafted. And then he, like, he had a couple stints in the summer league, and it never worked out. And... I'm just thinking, like, I don't think he would have had a better career than Bron and Melo or anything, but, like, yo, Lenny Cook was a beast on the court. So, and then, like, I, I watched his documentary a few years ago, and just, like, hearing his story, like, what he's been doing now, like, now he's going to high schools and basically preaching, like, don't do what I did, like, you know, keep go go to college before you hit hit the pros. Like at least do one and done at least. Cause honestly, I, I feel like he if he would have done a year in college, because I forgot where he originally was supposed to go. I think it might have been Kentucky. It might not have been. I don't remember. But if he would have done that one year in college, he he would have been one of the top players in the league. Honestly, I I, I that's that's just how I feel. Like it's it's a sad story. But dang, man, like it's a lot of prospects we lost out on. Like 
uh, Lenny Cook, Lynn Bias. Um, and then I'm trying to think of, like, some players who didn't even, like, get close to the NBA. I'd tell you who um, should have been in the NBA, Akil Carr. Like, oh, he, yeah. He was a bust. Yeah, say, most Odin definitely. Was a kill. Matter of fact, I think he, I think he's still in college. No, nah, Kill Carr yeah. is old, dude. <laughs> he like, oh, he yeah. like, and is he up thirty or something? He didn't even go to. He uh, had, I think he had committed to uh, was it DePaul or Prop? I forgot what school it was, but he played yeah, a, he played a couple yeah. games and he um went overseas. But people saying people had him thinking, oh, you can go overseas, and all that only works with like Brandon Jennings apparently. So I don't know why he thought that was gonna work. But yeah, that was that was one. Um, who else, dude? Uh, I'm trying to think because like the other short, the other oh Darnell Rogers, like I know he only yeah. he's only my like he's only five two, but he's different. Like I think I think he's overseas too. Where actually no, he's in college. So I'll tell you something though, if Greg Oden didn't get hurt, bro, and Brandon Roy yeah. didn't get hurt, they would have been nasty. Yeah. Yeah, I dad. hated Ohio State, but he was a dog. Yeah. yeah. But we did kind of run a little long, but there's there's a whole bunch of what-ifs. Like, we could honestly do an entire full episode full of what-ifs. But moving on to our final topic of the day, NBA rule changes that need to happen. And the first one that immediately comes to mind is the rule that NBA players and like staff of the teams being fined for criticizing the refs. That's stupid to me. I'm sorry. Like, call them out. Like, let's Tony Brothers. I'm. I'm. This is gonna. This is gonna be really controversial when I say this. Tony Brothers is the modern day black version of Joey Crawford. He he's by far like the worst one of the worst reps I've ever seen like Tony Brothers sucks um Steve JV is an idiot like I every like I get pissed off every time they cut to that uh referee room or whatever that uh production room or whatever hearing Steve, Steve JV talk or whatever his name is pronounced Joey Crawford I hate it like this man ejected Tim Duncan for clapping wanted to fight Tim Duncan because he clapped. And this is another ref that I can't think of who I hate. But they get criticized for for the right reasons and they get fined for it. That that just doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I don't understand that. So I, I think that rule definitely needs to go away sometime soon. But that that's my first rule. Uh, Damon, you, which, what rule comes to mind that needs to change? One that was kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of like on the fence about it is goaltending. Or no, 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 no. Offensive interference. The offensive interference. Um, I mean, it's like the difference between offensive interference and a putback is like so minuscule that like, you might as well just go because I mean it's like oh well it has to come off the rim but if it's like just over the rim and now it's offensive interference I think it's small but I'm like I, it just seems like a stupid rule 
Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, Jalen, what, what rule comes to mind for you? Bro, that freaking, like, calling fouls in the clutch, bro. Like, it's just, I don't know if it's, like, a rule, but, like, did you see the Devin Booker game last night? Or No, what happened? Or two nights ago? They were playing. Like I heard. They were, I heard they were about playing. It, but I didn't hear so much. They were playing Portland and like Devin Booker. Like he didn't really get fouled, but it it was a difficult shot, and they called a foul with like 0.6 seconds left, and they lost. And Portland lost the game. Like some of these foul calls, these like you know running through screen foul calls that give you the free throw and the ball are trash. Like I just the NBA needs to fix that because there's too many games that matter now, and y'all doing stuff like that. The season is too deep to be doing Ooh, stuff like that, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another one that comes to mind just off the rip is changing the first and second round of the playoffs to five-game series instead of seven. Because some of these series do not need seven games. Like, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, the Pistons versus the Bucks in 2018, or, or was it 2019? did not need a seven game series. Like I like I understand like yeah a sweep's gonna happen in all in most cases, but the imagine if the Pistons had actually went to game seven against the Bucks. That would have been the biggest waste of time I'd ever seen. So I, I think that for the first and second rounds they should just change it to five. So that way I mean like I get why the NBA has Austin seven game series for for monetary purposes but the first and second rounds they matter but they don't matter that much to have seven game series like toronto and boston went seven games and this was when toronto was like they didn't fall off the cliff yet but they were falling off the cliff and jason tatum was selling that that i did not need to see seven games of that so I, I definitely think that changing those first two rounds to five games would be perfectly fine. Uh, another one, um, this one I'm pretty sure won't happen, but I think that the NBA should cut the number of games by like maybe 10 or 15. Because it's just like basketball fatigue happens, like not even like, athlete and fan wise like it's hard to watch 82 games like look look at the nfl like i'm i'm not really a football fan but and as much but 16 to 17 games they feel way more important like and then like in the fan and and a player standpoint in the nba one game against like a trash team even if they pull up the upset it don't matter because there's 82 games in the season. So I think, you know, like, of course, they'll lose out on a lot of money because they're, that's like maybe 10 games per team that they're losing out on in revenue. But I think cutting that down, it'll help with the number of injuries because this year and last, last year, injuries were off the charts. Um, it's a lot of star players who – have missed significant time and are going to miss the playoffs because of injuries. I think that that'll help. Um, it'll help with the mental health aspect as well, because yeah, playing 82 games of basketball yeah. can take a lot out of you mentally and physically. 
as well as it means making more those games matter. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, have 17, 18 games of the NBA, but, like, no, that's not going to work. Like, maybe, like, look at NC, look, look the NCAA. They have 33-game season, and it works perfectly because once you get to March Madness, those those games before matter when it comes to your seeding for March Madness. So I, I definitely think that cutting the number of games would be beneficial to everybody. Like, everybody involved would be way happier. And another thing, like, this isn't a rule, like, game-wise. And it's not really, like, a rule, but y'all remember when we could just watch NBA games for free? Like, no matter where we were at. Bring that back. Like, I mean, League Pass, I get it, it's a cool concept. But, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to pay $200 a year to watch the Timberwolves play the Lakers. I'm, I'm not. That that's not worth two hundred dollars a year. I'm sorry. So exactly, like exactly, like we we got to go to Fox Sports Detroit on you on whatever. Like it is a lot of because a lot of the rules that we're talking about are pretty much money based. Like lead pass, like I, I like my dad bought lead pass and I was so excited. And there's so many games you can't watch on lead pass. Like I'm sorry, but lead lead pass, at least NBA wise has to go. WNBA, I'm I'm fine with that. Plus it's only like $16. So that's fine. But bro, NBA lead pass is straight up $200. So either cut the price or just give us back games on regular TV. And it sucks because it blacks out whatever team. Like if you know, so, it really doesn't even matter. It's, it's like if I want to go on there and watch the Pistons game, can't even watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, because matter of fact, I don't even think right. the Pistons had a, a national nationally televised game this season. And it sucks because it's like everybody looks at the record and be like, "Oh, well, the Pistons just suck," and I'm like. I, I'm I'm tired of explaining the tanking thing, but it's like the Pistons are really one of the, the most fun teams to watch. Like they're they're like for me neck and almost neck and neck with Charlotte as far as like the enjoyment I get from watching them. And they didn't get a single TV game. Like they beat the Lakers, they beat the Bucks. Sadiq Bay went off against Boston, and nobody saw him but us. Like that 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 sucks. For a lot of teams, man. Because I know a lot of people saying, like, Sadiq Bey shouldn't be in any kind of rookie of the year or all team because he plays for the Pistons. And it's like, they can't see the games to know what's going on. Like, Charlotte Charlotte got lucky. You know, they got they drafted Melo. So, of course, they were going to have a whole bunch of televised games. That, man, that, that sucks. But, uh, Jalen, do you have any rules? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, Jalen, you you got any more uh, rules that you would want to see changed in the NBA? Um, I, I I don't know. I I truly don't. I like what you guys bring about the lead pass though, because like a lot of teams shouldn't be on TV, but they are. You know, because like you, the Zion Williamson is a perfect example. Being like the Pelicans suck, like they're not good, but. 
Zion brings people to watch. So I feel like the league should be better with that. And then it's just like a lot of these, the, the referees need to get like a another look at them because they, Luka Doncic has like 16 texts or 15 texts and the past like four have been minor things. And there's certain referees who don't like players, but like they need to look at that even more because it, it's getting really bad, bro. Yeah. Definitely. Um, one more that I could think of. Um, like I know I, I know I talked about it when I was talking about Lenny Cook was saying um that you should go to college before, but I gotta be honest, I think the one and done rule gotta go too. Like I, I think that it should I think it should be optional, you know, because you know, not everybody can go that route college-wise. Like I, I think there are some players who whose stocks have dropped because of the one and done rule. Like look at look at Michael Porter Jr. He he went off in high school and then college-wise, before he could even get on the ground running, he got injured. So he failed a number 14 to Denver. Like he he almost was all almost out of the lottery and he was supposed to be a top three pick in that draft. So I like not to say like I feel like if players themselves know it would be best for them to go get drafted first, I think they should be allowed to. I'm I I definitely think, you know, like going to college for one year so like you can get in a system of where it's like more organized basketball and having NBA level coaches because a lot of the coaches in college have and have played in the NBA. So they coach them like they're NBA players. But I just feel like it should be an optional thing instead of it being like a, oh, well, you got to go to college for one year, but most definitely. Because there's a lot of loopholes around it too. Like um, they got the G League, like Jalen Green, he didn't go to college. Um, Emmanuel Moutier and Brandon Knight, they went overseas instead of college. So it's like, I feel like if it's loopholes around it, I think it's just time to get rid of the rule. I just think it, it's kind of a slippery slope because for if we're going to use Michael Porter as an example. So, yes, he went and he got injured in college and he was balling in high school. Not everybody is like a LeBron or a Melo or a Bryant-type talent to where a point where jumping from playing some – Maybe, maybe you're playing uh, like kind of a, at a prep school or like a school where you're playing other elite teams. You could be balling who's got somebody who got to go to bio next next week. And now you sized up with a six, eight dude that's twice your size. And I just feel like it's if they I was going to say if they're going to eliminate the one and done rule, I feel like you have to go they have to make them go into like that G league ignite kind of thing because, or there has to be something because I was like, I don't think some of these players will be mature enough. They're not even like just how they act, but just like during to the game. Yeah. I don't think enough of them will be mature to a point where they won't even really be effective in their first year because then not only like getting rid of to getting ready for the system they won't be able to size up because you see, a lot of these players in these next couple of years, they're good, but 
they're tall, but you know, you see how many of them are under two fifteen. Like some of the all these prospects are like six foot eight. Like Imani Bates, one of the biggest, like the biggest yeah. prospects of twenty twenty two or twenty three, six foot eight, and he's like one hundred and seventy five pounds. So it's like you come out of high school, that dude has to go. He's he's as big as a guard forward. He he's not sizing up with them. Exactly. With no with a high school yeah. background. <clears throat> so yeah, it's like a I, they would I feel like if they really structured up, they could figure something out. Yeah, because like a, a prime example, like that just like just automatically comes to mind is like Don Maker. We I I can't I can't say I, I cannot be the only one that thought Don Maker was gonna go off in the NBA. I cannot be the only one. I, I can't there there's no way that I was the only one who believed in Thon Maker until he got to the NBA, man. And then he got he got to Milwaukee and nothing happened. And then he ended up in Detroit and no comment. No comment. But yeah, it, it's a slippery slope, but there's a lot, there's a lot of things in the NBA that do need to change. Um a lot of them most likely won't happen because revenue, but we have to see. And if there's not anything else, that will bring us to the conclusion of this episode of Hooplex. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay tuned. More episodes. We'll, this episode will be dropping more quick, well, quickly um, because we want to actually give you guys our predictions for, for backlash, not WrestleMania backlash. I want to give you guys our predictions earlier because the show is Sunday. So this will be dropping either Friday night or Saturday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday morning. But our usual schedule, Mondays at noon, is when these episodes will drop. But we will see you guys next week. <laughs>